0: listening to women of the seven cities podcast i'm your creator and host abby weaver the purpose of this podcast is to encourage inspire and empower women in hampton roads to be more than they think is possible You will hear true stories from women who are just like you. Women who became inspired to create businesses or run for school board. Women who don't let anything stand in their way. I hope you enjoy this show. And please, take some notes. You might learn something new today. Thank you for listening to Women of the Seven Cities podcast. Today, I have the opportunity of interviewing Amy Walton. Um, I met Amy through a person and then through Facebook. Um, It was a straight, (laughs) hey, we don't know each other, but I was told that you would be somebody great to interview. So here we are. Here we are. Yeah. So thank you for coming. I'm excited. I'm glad. I'm really excited to learn more about you. Um, So let's start really simple. My first question that I always ask everybody is just, who is Amy Walton?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, at the core, I am just a human being. I'm a woman. I'm a unique creation of God. Um, I'm a mother. In my heart, first and foremost, past what I just said, I am a mother. I have two sons. I am a grandmother. I have three granddaughters. But I've played so many roles in life And, you know, they're all layers, Abby, and they slowly kind of get peeled away, but then you have sort of a a coding of what you've learned in those experiences and those different roles. But for right now, I'm a human being, a unique creation of God, a mother, a grandmother, a friend, a fiance, a life coach, a speaker, and a writer, and a a goofy person a lot. You know, I think some people think that I'm... I've been told before by people who have seen me but have never really met me. They mm-hmm. thought I was aloof. I am so not aloof. least I don't think I am.
0: But anyway. It's like me. It's like... People think I'm crazy. I don't think I'm crazy. Oh, I think I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm Maybe a little bit, like if I actually admitted the truth, maybe a little bit. Um, so um, I want to know what got you to where you are right now. So what made you wow. want to be a writer wow. and a life coach? And um, I read on one of your, okay, change of topic. I read on one of your blogs today that you are on your about page on your website that you never wanted to be a mom. Right. I didn't think I did. I remember being a little girl, always wanting to be a mom and then getting older right before I got pregnant with my daughter saying, I don't want kids. I want to have the coolest life and travel around the world and do all this great stuff. And bam, got pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. So that kind of changed a little bit. Now my life's like way better, but I think it's fun how on your page you posted that you didn't wanna be a mom at all and now here you are with two sons and you couldn't think of anything oh better that you would want to do.
1: I can't remember life without them, you know, just as an aside mm-hmm. here, I'm going to my fortieth high school reunion Saturday in North Carolina. And yeah, I've been thinking about this and it's like I've lived this entire life. We all have, mm-hmm. the people who are going to be there and I don't remember life without my children. So, yeah, let me sort of unpack this, what you just asked me, being a life coach. Yeah, let's get back to that. A writer, a mother. So we'll start with mother. I can remember in high school, I babysat a couple of times for a person in my town. I grew up in a town of 2,500 people. And it was a little, a toddler and his newborn sister. And I was miserable. I was calling my friends. Oh, my gosh, (laughs) I'm having to change diapers. I don't think I ever want kids Fast forward a few years to college, and I can remember sitting in the dorm one night with my friends, having this conversation about our futures. We were just a few weeks away from graduating, and I said, I don't think I ever want to have children. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to teach. I may end up becoming a principal, uh, and those will be my children. And so I met a guy in college and dumped him the end of our senior year, and we didn't speak for a year and a half. And... Then we got back together, and he always wanted a family. But I'll have to be honest with you. I didn't think I could have children because I was a runner. I was a big-time runner, Mm -hmm. like ran with running teams 10 miles a day. So I suffered from what's called runner's amenorrhea, where you don't menstruate. And I didn't menstruate for four years. And wow, that sounds so wonderful. Well, you know, I was skin (laughs) and bones. The day I graduated from college with high honors, I weighed 83 pounds, which is about 20 some pounds less than I do now. Um, and so anyway, I got married. We told our parents, we didn't know if we could have children. And I remember being on the beach in Jamaica on my honeymoon and I started getting stomach cramps I thought maybe I'd eaten something that just was unsettling to my stomach and um, no it was the first time in four years that I had um, had a period and so <laughs> we said you know what we're just gonna leave it to chance and nine months and 17 days after I got married I had a baby
0: Wow but
1: from the moment I found out I was pregnant I just said to myself you know what This is the greatest thing that could have happened to me. It got me outside myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're a mom. I mean, you
0: have this baby, and all of a sudden,
1: life's not about you.
0: Yeah. You know, it's about them. And you develop this kind of love that you never thought you uh, could possibly feel. I always tell people... Um, you know, oh, I went to Vegas and that was the second coolest thing I ever did. Or I went to New York and that was the second coolest thing I ever did. And, and they always ask me, like, what's the first? Um, I created a human being inside of yes. my body. That is it's by far the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever done. Yes. Like, hands down. Your greatest accomplishment. My greatest mm-hmm. accomplishment is mm-hmm. that kid. And, um, you know, people like that. It makes them smile and it makes them laugh. And, um, it really just shows the joys of motherhood. Like, this is the greatest thing that I've ever done and the biggest accomplishment, the biggest goal. And now I have to raise this tiny human for the next, people say 18 years, but it's... It's more than that. It's so much more than that. (laughs) Because, I mean, I still go to my mom for things all the time. And I'm 23 years old and, you know, um... Being a mom is is a lifelong commitment. Mm-hmm. It's not just eighteen years and then get rid of them. And um, I I think that that um, really hit me when I got that oh my god I'm a mom feeling yeah. and that love that you start feeling. Sorry, I got off track there. No, I I, <laughs> I can get off track. So you know, stop me if I do. I know I love that what
1: you're saying. And and you know, something I do every day, having gone through when you mentioned our mutual friend. Um, every day I meditate, usually in the early evenings, and I did it right before I came over here, and I um, I do kind of energy healing. Mm-hmm. And when I put my hands on this area where my female organs are, I give gratitude. I give gratitude for the health I've had and for being able to create mm-hmm. these two amazing human beings and the beautiful pregnancies I had and childbirth experiences. So you know that is definitely the I'm like you they are the most important mm-hmm. accomplishments in my life yeah are my sons and so with writing i i'm just really getting back into it now cuz i was a nonprofit director of development for many years and i wrote a lot of thank you notes and a lot of sponsorship packages but I was not nurturing my creative side. It was, it was very frustrating. And, I mean, not the job. I loved the job, but I was not nurturing that part of my life. When I was a little girl, uh, growing up in this small town, there wasn't a lot to do. And I was really fortunate to have a library card. We had a little two-room library in our <laughs> town, and I was always checking out books. And on a rainy day, my dad would say to me, if I said I was bored, he would say, well, write a story. And say, you know, i just sit down and write yeah and I've always loved writing, and I say I play with it, but I've been published a lot i maybe I do have a, I do have two big writing projects in the works right now that I'm starting this summer, so I'm really excited Good. about those and those are for me they're not for anybody else and I say for me I mean it's part of my story but my empowering women mm-hmm. and so I'm excited about those and I just took ownership of it, giving voice to it on this podcast. <laughs> but um but i write for a local women's publication right now among some other publications and i love women's stories mm-hmm. and so i really enjoy that the interviewing process kind of like your your podcast mm-hmm. but as far as being a life coach i've always felt this calling on my life
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i think every job i've ever had abby every volunteer opportunity pretty much i've ever had has been a calling I wanted to be an actress. That's what I wanted to be when I started college. And my parents gave me the old, you know how many starving actors and actresses there are. (laughs) And so I decided, you know what, I want to shape young minds. And I went into education. And my first career out of college was an elementary school teacher. Mm -hmm. And so I've had these journeys over my life where I've taught in a lot of different capacities. And then I worked for a daily newspaper where I was out educating teachers about how to use the newspaper when everybody read the paper, Mm -hmm. and writing for the paper, and then moved into the nonprofit arts world. And there was always this nagging in my soul. And I guess what really set me on the path, it wasn't so much when my husband was hit by a Mack truck, which was in 1988, um, he was a professional bodybuilder and lost his leg, and it was just—it was just a terrible ordeal. We just had one son at the time, lost pretty much everything that we had, had to start over. But then four years later, he was killed in a boating accident, and that really set me on a path of self-discovery, having to really dig deep into who Amy is—not mm-hmm. Amy the wife. But Amy the mother, yes, but also just Amy the individual. And I have such a heart for women. I have such a heart for moms, working moms, single Mm -hmm. mothers, and also women in midlife. Because for some reason, I guess it's my age, a lot of midlife women come to me to be coached. And they'll say to me, well, you seem to have done it right. Whatever it is, and it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of mm-hmm. different people. But you know, life is not over. It is not over until we take our last breath. And I just want to help women see that. Hey, you know what? You may be sixty-two years old, but you still got your whole. You've got your whole life in front of you. Yes, you have a history, mm-hmm. but there's still so much you can do. Yeah. And so I just took a big leap of faith. You know, while I was still. Um, in my nonprofit job, I was studying for certifications and learning and being coached myself, and just decided to go for it. And
0: it's been a tremendous blessing. That's awesome. I hope that answered your question. It, it did. Very roundabout. Yes, no, it did. It was it was a little roundabout, but I got there. Yeah. And yeah. No, it was it was a great answer. You can edit it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, where do you want? To go with this idea that you have for your life coaching and your writing, where do you want to take that?
1: You know, that's interesting. I think about that a lot. I think about that a lot. I'm in a transition right now in that I'm selling one property in North Carolina, my childhood home, Mm -hmm. and looking to sell my home next year. Um, and, And I'm giving myself some grace with my business. I have big goals, but I know that I have to and I don't like to call anything the low-hanging fruit, but Mm -hmm. I have things that need to get done Mm -hmm. in my life. But I think the perfect situation for me, I I do want to get this book written. Everybody wants to write a book. Yeah, I'm
0: in the process of it.
1: (laughs) I've been sitting on this for a long time, just thinking about really what is my story and what is the angle that I want to take this in. And... You know, it would be great if that got a little bit of traction and generated some more speaking. And this is, you know, I want to just reiterate this. This is not about me. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I've lived life. I still have so much life in front of me, but everything I do is about the people that I serve or potentially will serve. And so sometimes I think that down the road in another year or so, I would like to still be running my own business, Possibly have a podcast. This podcast ties in an idea with a podcast I want to do. ties in with this book mm-hmm. that I'm talking about. Because they would be the same title. And, But at the same time, I have a heart for serving the less fortunate. Um, I've done some outreach mission work locally down in Georgia. Um, working with single moms mm-hmm. who live below the poverty line. And so there's also a part of me that wouldn't mind having a part-time job because you know I am a solo entrepreneur and I love being part of a team. I've always been part of a team until I branched out on my own and so I would love to run my own business, continue to do this, but also be a part of an organization that really empowers women to to improve their lives mm-hmm. and to grow into whoever they are.
0: Um, so tell me who inspired you.
1: Oh gosh. I have so many people that have inspired me. You know, I don't
0: think I've gotten a single answer. Every (laughs) podcast I've gotten, I don't think I've gotten like a single answer. I think Uh, every woman that I've talked to is just like, man, like there's a whole bunch of them. Who
1: inspires me? Well, you know, right off the top of my head and then I'll, of course, driving home, you know, I'll think about some other people. (laughs) Uh, One person that I always bring up and and a lot of things I do even on social media is Helene Van Mannen. Mm-hmm. she is a mentor to me a coach mentor I studied under her she lives on the side of a mountain out in Beulah Colorado <laughs> and is a master life coach she coaches at Coach University but through Skype and FaceTime Um, She founded the Retreat Coach Network. She does these yummy women's retreats. I have a monthly meeting with her and have for years, and we have a great program that we're doing this summer. I love her life because it's so simple. They grow a lot of their own food. Mm -hmm. Um, They live in a solar-powered house where she home-birthed both of her children. But her life is so rich with experiences. They're avid hikers. And so, I mean, she's just, I just, she's really inspires me on a daily basis. That's awesome. Um, Some other people that inspire me, and they may be shocked when they hear this, but I have two friends in Georgia that every time we get together, we say this was God planned, you know, and, and it really is kind of the way this whole thing came about. But I have two friends in Georgia, Sandy and Kim. Mm-hmm. And Kim is the executive director of an organization like the one I just talked about mm-hmm. that moves people out of poverty and empowers them with skills and education. Um, she's an ordained minister. She is so super uber cool, and Sandy is cool too, Sandy is a deaconess in the United Methodist Church and a retired college professor, and you know, she's got this hip haircut, (sighs) and they're just really cool women, and they just inspire me with this heart for, for ministry and empowering
0: the less fortunate, mm-hmm. but yet they have that cool vibe too. Yeah, you know. So those are just a few people. I think that's really awesome that you say that they have this uh, this cool vibe because people think that Christians are so boring. Uh, and I'm like, I'm the least boring Christian you will ever meet in your entire yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, I am too. You know, and it's like if you come to my
1: house, I'm gonna say, Hey, Abby, here, let's sit on the floor. We'll go out on my porch. Here's a glass of wine. I'm gonna sit on the floor in my bare feet. And we can talk about God, but we can drop some maybe not so nice words occasionally too yeah. because, you know, that's yeah. not what it's about. So. Yeah.
0: Um, I think that that's really awesome. Um, so what I really want to know is I want to know what your biggest challenge has been. Mm. What is something that has just um, really uh, mentally or emotionally or even physically just um, held you back or really um, was a big obstacle for you to overcome to get to where you are now. Oh gosh, to get to where I am now. I could definitely
1: tell you what some challenges are right now. (laughs) But to get to where I am now, you know, I think the first thing that enters my mind is shedding previous roles. I had a client that asked me just last week during a session, because she's transitioning from a role that she's had as far as a job goes Mm -hmm. for years to something brand new. Mm -hmm. And she's branching out on her own. And she asked me, did you have a hard time when you launched your coaching practice owning who you are as a life coach? And I said, hey, that's a great question. And the answer is yes. (laughs) Because what I found, you know, when I, my last full-time job working for somebody else was at MOCA, the Virginia Museum of Contemporary Art, where Mm -hmm. I was on staff for about 13 years. And so when I first became a coach, I would go to a networking event and somebody would say, oh, what do you do? And, you know, I don't like that. What I try to say to people at events like that is, hi, you know, tell me about yourself. I just like to know about people. But... The inevitable, what do you do, comes up. So what I would find myself doing is saying, oh, well, I used to be the director of development at MOGA, but now I'm a life coach. So I was putting my old position
0: Above
1: your new position. Above my new position. And, you know, I was in a position at that organization where I met with a lot of what would be considered really important people in the community um, raising money for the arts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess we all feel like we have, we think about how people perceive us. And so that was a big challenge for me to get over. And so now I have no problem saying I'm a life coach. Yeah, this is what I do. And this is what I do under the umbrella of coaching. Mm-hmm. So that was a big challenge for me.
0: So what do you hope to, um, improve or change in, in your life right now? Oh, wow. Um, Am I asking some hard questions? You're not. I love hard (laughs) questions. Well, you know, the thing
1: I wake up with every morning, one of my top values, I always do values clarification with Mm -hmm. my clients, and one of my top values is family. I grew up in a really large family. I'm an only child. I think I mentioned that, but I grew Mm -hmm. up in, my mom was from a large family. My dad was from a large family always had cousins around, aunts, uncles, most of them have passed on, and most of my family lives out of state, and then I had my husband, and then my children, and everybody grows up and moves away, and I have a son in the military, and so they've never lived near me, and now my fiance, um, lives in central Virginia, and we've <laughs> been in this long-distance relationship for several years, and so I, um, I think, you know, right now what I'm trying to improve on is communication Mm -hmm. and trying to move forward in the best way possible in that relationship and where we're going to try to figure out where we're landing. Mm -hmm. I think that, does that answer your question? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so what do you hope to, okay, you mentioned that you had two big projects coming up. Mm -hmm. So what do you hope to learn from these two projects that you're doing? Oh, wow. Um, I'm a disciplined person, but...
1: I am in no way a disciplined person. I am, but this is going to require major discipline. I have to really practice what I preach Mm -hmm. when I work with my clients about setting deadlines Mm -hmm. and planning the steps and being accountable for all that. And so... But, you know, what I want to accomplish is writing a book, I want to be able to hopefully inspire people because, again, it is not about me, but I'll be sharing parts of my story to hopefully help people who are in places of darkness. You know, we all go through what I call the tunnels of life that we just go through stuff and hopefully... We come out on the other side a better person. Mm-hmm. You know, bad situations, challenges can make or break us. And so that's kind of the premise of this. And, and then, you know, if I do a podcast down the road, I um, really would just like to, similar to what you're doing, sharing people's stories, but it's more of how they came through some trials mm-hmm. and how they've taken... The old cliche lemons and made it into lemonade
0: okay Just serve others I see what you mean I see where you're going with that yeah um, okay so I have two more questions for you um, who or, or what keeps you going oh gosh um my
1: faith that's the big thing I get up every morning and my mantra if you will when I put my feet on the ground right out of bed, is, Lord, this is the day you've made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Mm -hmm. And I fail miserably every day. (laughs) But that's what keeps me going, because, you know, Abby, I just feel like I'm one shot at this life. And I've made a lot of mistakes. I've made some big mistakes, bad choices. And I just want to live life to the fullest and to help people grow Mm -hmm. and be better versions of themselves, whatever that means to them. And and that keeps me going and my family, my family too. It's one thing to have, you know, you have your grandchildren. Now they're moving halfway around the world again. And so Hawaii is, you know, in my vision. So (laughs) that'll be a good
0: reward for getting the book proposal together. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when I wouldn't give to go to Hawaii. You can come with me. We'll get an Airbnb. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. That's a solid plan. I could just Airbnb this out and hit the road to hey. Hawaii. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> um, and my last question is, why is empowering women so important to you? Why Why do you care so much? Why do you want to do this? Why, um, why is this important?
1: You know, I feel like... We women are caretakers. And I can remember years ago, years ago, going in the grocery store and seeing women shopping by themselves. And I would like to smile. See, so, you know, I'd smile and say hello. And, you know, they just, they look like they're carrying the weight of the world on mm-hmm. their shoulders. And we never know what somebody's going through. And... It's just important to me because I see what so many women go through. And I know some of the things I've been through. Now, I've had some lucky breaks. I will say that. But I've also had some curveballs thrown at me that put me down. And I've made some bad choices that the consequences, you know, were not good. And I'd like to help people avoid that. Mm -hmm. But I would also like to help women just own who they are. For just being this unique creation. And okay, so you messed up. So you screwed up back, I don't know, 10 years ago or whatever. You can still, you know, we can push that reset button every single day. Mm -hmm. Every day when we get up, it's a choice. Reset. I'm going to make the best of this. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I hope to instill in women. And um, it just gives me such joy. I feel very blessed to work with the women that I work with and the ones I've worked with.
0: That's really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Amy, I really appreciate you coming and letting me interview you today. Abby, thank you. <laughs> Thanks it's so been much. really awesome having you here um, with with Charlie and I. Oh, Charlie's great. Oh yeah, he's a ham. That's for sure. He's great.
1: He's like my Pablo. <laughs>
0: Um, it's been really great having you and I hope that we get to do this again after your projects and after your Hawaii trip. I I really hope that we're able to connect more and further and and talk more about more of the things that you do in life. Um, that would be really great. And well, thanks. And if I ever get my podcast going, which won't be until 2019, um,
1: because of the angle I'm coming from and you know, some things you shared with me in our prior conversation, I'd love
0: to have you. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'd I'd really be honored to do that. Yes. (laughs) Um, So thank you for listening to Women of the Seven Cities podcast. I really hope that you are enjoying um, everything that you've been hearing uh, with all these women. It's just been such a journey with them. Um, I'm very thankful for all the opportunities that I've had. And um, everybody that I've met has just been so supportive. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. So thank you for listening to Women of the Seven Cities. to women of the seven cities podcast give us a like on facebook follow us on instagram or visit our website at sevencitieswomen.wordpress.com